do better than that. Come on. Come on. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. 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 I want to welcome you to this Memorial Day weekend service. How many of you know we got a lot to be thankful for? We didn't just happen here. some people that give their lives in order for us to be able to walk in this building this morning give us freedom and I think we need to honor that see when we become a people ungrateful of what's been given to us we become a people of lost morals anything goes But I refuse to believe that God is through with his people. God still has a plan. He has a plan for you and I. He made us not just a people, but he made us an extraordinary people. Look at somebody and say, you are extraordinary. Which simply means this. I want you to understand what extraordinary. See, ordinary is just ordinary. But you are extra ordinary. Huh? Which, which means this. God has given us the ability to call on him and be suddenly in his presence. He has made us an extraordinary people. You're not just somebody. You're a child of God. If you don't know him, you will have an opportunity to know him today. My goal is not for you to see somebody healed. My goal is not for you to, to uh, ex- just have an, an experience of where you get goosebumps. My goal is to see lives change for the glory of God. There's going to be a lot of healed, listen to me, there's going to be a lot of people who were healed by the touch of God that wind up in hell. And there's going to be a lot of preachers held accountable for not leading people to salvation because they focus too much on the gift instead of the gift giver. But God has called us to be extraordinary. Hey man, if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me now. If you, if you're gonna have to see a little bit different reading here because this is out of the Message Bible. I want you to listen to this. It says this. Paul is starting in verse seven in Ephesians chapter three. He says, "This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message." It came as sheer, a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to the people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped But you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. 
And so I'm here preaching and writing about things that are way over my head. The inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out into the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in the secret behind the scenes all along. Through followers of Jesus like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. Did you know what God is doing with us is being talked about among the angels? Did you know that we're the very envy of angels because we not only, not only did Christ give us the ability to, to uh, come into relationship with him, but he gave us the ability to recreate. In other words, we have the ability to reproduce something that angels do not have the ability to do. Not only that, but God gave us the ability of having redemption. In other words, once we had done wrong, see, when Satan went wrong, against God and he went up against God he got kicked out there was no redemption for him there is no redemption for him and anybody that preaches that they're even the devil's going to be saved in the end is in way off error because he is going to be destroyed forever in a lake of fire how many of you know that he or his destiny is already sealed but God has placed us here on this earth and made us extraordinary people that we're to shine like Jesus shined in other words we're like the moon is to the sun we have no light within ourselves but we can align ourselves with the sun and when we do there is a reflection that goes out from us that makes us extraordinary and people to be able to see the likeness of Christ that they need to see You are extraordinary. I want you to understand that. Don't let nobody beat you down. Don't nobody tell you that you're not because God created you in his image. He made you just like he was. He made us to walk in the character that he has. And a lot of times the reason we're not seeing the supernatural things take place is because we're not walking in the fullness of what God has called us to walk in. We need to just align ourselves. Sometimes when we're not seeing what we want to see, God do in our lives we just need to take time and align ourselves to him because when we align ourselves to him the reflection of God will come down on our life and begin to shout out to a world that has no hope we're extraordinary people we don't have no reason to brag on ourselves. We don't have nothing to brag about. It's all coming from the sun, not the S-U-N, the S-O-N. Genesis 1.27 says this. In the, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. In the message, it says this. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature. God wants us to reflect his nature. You want to see people get saved? Reflect the nature of Christ. Let them see something in us that will cause them to want what that we have. 
Don't be walking around with your lip on the on the floor, dragging around sucking beef like it could suck BBs up off the floor. Get your lip up, get your head up, raise your head up and look to the God that you serve. He has brought you into a place to where you can worship him, to where you can praise him, to where you can be like, listen, in the likeness of Christ and shine forth in a midst of darkness. Listen, we're living in a dark world right now and it's continually getting darker. But I've got news for you. God is raising up a church that is going to shine for the glory of God. Hallelujah. It was Jesus himself. If you remember what I spoke about last week, I talked about that Jesus said that we've got to do these things Why it is day. As long as he is here, there is still day. And if you go back to Matthew, Jesus said, you are the light of the world, which simply means this. As long as you have aligned yourself with me and reflect from me, people are going to see a place of hope. It's the time that we get to the place... And an understanding that we have nothing to offer the world but Jesus. And when we align ourselves with him, we have everything to offer. I see people all the time and they're saying, well, if you only knew what I was going through, if you only knew what I was battling, if you could only align yourself with the one that would fight the battles for you, if you would hold on to him and align yourself with him and let the reflection of Jesus Christ come down on you, things could change. Why? Because you and I are extraordinary people. We have this grace that has come to us. This amazing just sing to me. We just sang about this amazing grace. What is so amazing about this grace? Listen, they did a survey on 5,000 Christians and asked them what they thought about grace. This is what they said. Number one, grace is salvation. Number two, they said it's a free gift. Number three, they said it's forgiveness of sin. Number four, it's love. Only 1.9% said grace was God's empowerment over sin. Only 1.9% got it. Yes, it is salvation, but it's more than salvation. It's an empowerment to overcome sin. I hear people say all the time, well, I'm going to sin every day. You don't have to. Live above it. Come to the place to where you place it underneath your feet. In, in Romans 6 chapter it said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin continue any longer therein? See, we've been dead to sin. God has, that's the amazing thing about this grace and the extravagant and the extraordinary life that God's given us. He's given us the ability to die to self and to live in Christ. In other words, I can be alive, in this, I can be housed in this body and overcome sin. It's called sanctification. I don't know if I could do that. Sure you can. Try it. Paul said, what, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound God? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 
In other words, when you went underwater, you didn't just get water on your face. You're supposed to have been burying your sins. You're supposed to have been burying the old man. Therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. See, a lot of times we see people walking around, they're walking around like they ain't got no hope. Like somebody took their lollipop. They ain't got no hope of anything. Listen, we serve a God who at just at his call, out of his name, his presence is here. Somebody says, well, I don't feel it. Well, see, God's not a feeling. God's a fact. And the fact is, when we call on him, he's here whether you feel him or not. Because we're his children. I was thinking the other day I could hear my grandson. My grandson was crying. He was over in another room, uh, part of the house. And I walked by and I heard it and I got real concerned. And I got to thinking. I said, if I'm this concerned about him, how much is God concerned about me when I cry out to him? When I begin to cry out. When his children begin to cry out, how concerned is he? He's very concerned. And he will come. And he will come down in the midst. Why? Because you're extraordinary people. We're extraordinary people. 2 Corinthians 12, 19 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. This was Paul, he's trying, he's praying that the Lord would take away a thorn that was in his flesh that was sent to him by Satan. And he was asking the Lord to take this away from him and he told Paul, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. When you're weak, I'm made strong. See, but the problem with us is we want control. And God wants control of our lives. If we're going to overcome, we're going to have to overcome through him. Listen to what the Amplified says. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and mercy are more than enough. Always available regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected. And is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness. This is Paul talking now. He said, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ may be completely, may completely wrap me up, enfold me, and dwell in me. How many of you know that God wants to wrap us up? Amen. Second Peter 
1 and 2. It says, grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being, be multiplied to you in the true intimate knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Let me just tell you this. I want to go back to this. I want you to understand this. The only way that we can know the true grace and the true peace of God is to become intimate with him. Hmm? We have to come to a place to where we desire to be in his presence. It's got to be more than a, I'm just going to church because this is what I feel like I need to do. No, church ain't about, it's not about coming to church and just doing your duties. It's about coming and having a relationship with the God. With the God. The only God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And he says, for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and existence. I want you to understand he's given us everything necessary that we need in our life to be overcomers. He's given us everything that we need. I, I say this all the time, and you're probably going to get tired of hearing me say it. God has given us everything but an excuse. He is not going to give you an excuse. He's given you everything that you need. He's given us every gift. He's given us everything that we possibly need to make it in this life. And there's nothing, 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 nothing lacking that we need in order to make and live a victorious life. God has not called me to drag myself to get from one place to another. No, he's called me to live from victory to victory. I don't need to go from struggle to victory. I need to go from victory to victory. I need to walk in victory every day. And in order to do that, I have to have a relationship with him. God's grace, listen, Grace is God's empowerment that gives us the ability to go beyond our natural ability. That's what grace is. God's grace to us is empowerment to go beyond our natural ability and to overcome. John 1 and 6 and says, And of his fullness... We have all received grace for grace. And Amplified, it says, For out of the fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaping upon gift. That's what God has given us. That's how he makes us extraordinary. That's what has made us extraordinary. And I love what Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. He says, but, but as it is written, I has not seen nor his ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has made us extraordinary to where we can see. We can walk in areas of our life. There's things. Now listen. We're not going to see things that's beyond what we can imagine just in heaven. We're going to see them right here in our own lives. 
through our experience. Because Why? Because we're extraordinary people. We're an extraordinary people not because of who we are. We're extraordinary people because of whose we are. God has made a way for us to become the reflection of Christ to this world. Now, now listen, I want you to understand something. God has called us to be meek. He has not called us to be weak. Meekness is knowing who you are in Christ, walking in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God, under the authority of Christ. It's not being weak. It's not giving in to everything of the world. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. It's 2019. And, and I believe, you know, uh, things can change over the year. Yeah, things can change, but the Word of God don't change. And God's not going to change His Word to fix you. You're going to have to line up to the Word of God in order to get fixed. And if we want this extraordinary life, see, here, here's the problem in the world today. We have built a culture of socialism. Entitlement. We've built that culture. We have built that culture. By doing what? By giving our children things and just giving them things and them not being thankful for it. See, when you become unthankful... You get a socialist mindset of this ought to come to me all the time. Come on now, I'm getting in on some deep stuff here this morning because I want you to understand the enemy's trying to set up things for, the la for, this, for this last thing. But see what he don't know, he's playing right into the hand of God because he, God's lining all this up. And this is, this is about to end up, folks. God is bringing this to a close. And I'm telling you, those people that said on social media not long ago, I wish all you Christians would just one day disappear, they're going to get their hopes fulfilled because one day Jesus is going to roll back the sky and he's going to look down on an extraordinary group of people and he's going to say, come on home, boys. And we're going to rise out of this place. But until then, we're going to be extraordinary right here and we're going to be in a place to where we're going to walk in the power and the might of Jesus Christ. It's not going to be because grandma had it or grandpa had it. It's going to be because that we get on our face and we seek the, the word of God and we get into his word and we spend time in his presence where when people come in, they can find hope. I want when people come in the doors that they don't walk out of here hopeless. I want them to know that they found a place of hope. I want them to encounter the grace of God. I want them to experience the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost in fire. Hallelujah. I'm not just here to preach. Question myself a thousand times, God, why did you send me here? But it's coming clear every day. I believe that we're going to be a part of an end time revival. 
I believe that we're going to see souls saved. I believe that we're going to see Florence County move in such a move of God that it's never seen before. Why? Because we're going to bring hope to Florence County. We're going to bring the we're going to let us see the grace of God. And when you talk about the grace of God, you got to understand there's another side to that that we've got to show. We've got to show forgiveness when you start talking about the grace of God. We got to be extraordinary. In other words, we got to be compassionate to people who may not look like we look, who may not talk like we talk, who may not be like we are right now, but it's time that we rise up in the power and the extraordinary power of Jesus Christ, where we have the reflection of Jesus Christ shining on our life and, and, and the love of God flowing out of us into a people who are lost and dying and are undone, who have come to a place of hopelessness in their life, who have given up because of drug addiction and give up because of alcoholism, and they've give up because of this and that, and sickness and disease, but all of a sudden the power and the glory of God begins to come down hallelujah and they see a hope a hope you are extraordinary and God wants to do extraordinary things through your life he loves you. And he will not allow us to be like we've always been. He demands more. He's an extraordinary, extraordinary loving God. Who's raising up an extraordinary people. Amen. Let's all stand. I want every one of you to know the value of your life. I want you to understand that if it would have only been you, Jesus would have died for you. He would have given it all for you. And on this Memorial Day, we remember all the ones who give their lives for this country. But I want us, too, to go back 2,000 years and remember a Savior who stretched on an old rugged cross and give his life was buried but on the third day he came out of the grave <laughs> victorious <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah and I want to invite you down this altar right now if you need God to do things in your life you need God to 
you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe you just need to make a new commitment to Him. Maybe you've never been saved and you, you want to be. What a great day. What a great day to give your life to the Lord. This is the day of salvation. He loves you so much. You are so precious. You are so precious to Him. You're extraordinary. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God designed you. He made you. Won't you come? Everyone who will, I want you to come gather around these altars. Let me pray.